Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Writer's Advice Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I am so excited to share with you this week's guest. And if you are a regular listener or if you are just jumping in on this episode and you absolutely love it and it's given you not just inspiration because I want these um, conversations to give you more than just inspiration for your writing or your creativity, but to really um, give you a little insight, but also, you know, you could find a a single sentence that that makes you want to act on something or makes you feel um, seen and heard or excited um, when it comes to your writing journey so that you don't feel so alone and that we're all a community here. Now, what do I have to update you on? Um, my first book, Have We Met Before? I still have free pages available for this, but it is only available for a couple of more weeks. If you are into romance and you want to, um, yeah, read a couple of free pages, that is in the show notes. Also, if you want to join our book club, if you want exclusive access to the whole podcast, and if you want to be able to know who is coming up on the podcast so that you can submit your questions on here, I would absolutely love for you to join us over on the Writer's Advice Patreon. All the links to that is also in the show notes here. And if you love this episode, please leave us leave us um, a review and give us a couple of stars. It really does help spread the word and spread these um, incredible interviews. So without further ado, please welcome this week's guest. Writer's Advice is a point of connection, a dose of inspiration, and an insight into the creative process of the babes behind the books. I'm your host, Olivia Hillier. Each week, I'll be interviewing authors from around the globe on their creative process and how they got to where they are today and what it's really like inside the industry of publishing. So listen in, take notes, and I hope you walk away inspired, ready to take on the next level of your writing wherever you are in your journey. Welcome back, listeners. I'm very excited because this week on the podcast, we have K.E. Barden, who is author of the Finding Ever After series, and you can now buy the Gilded Mirror and Grim Fates that are available, and I think you've got a couple more coming in the series too, Kim, so I'm excited for those. (laughs) But thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Now, I want to start the podcast with the same question I asked to start off every podcast and that is when did you first know that you were a writer? Um, starting off with a tough question. (laughs) It's a journey for everyone. It's very, I think it is. Yeah, it is. I think some people start a journal, you know, when they're younger and immediately they think I'm a writer and then you've got others that have imposter syndrome and they don't really think that they're a writer and um you know I look back now and I think I absolutely was a writer I did a lot of short stories I did a lot of journal entries I was that teenage girl with the fluffy pink diary that wanted to talk about our holidays um but I think I really only truly I guess admitted it after writing maybe um the first half of the Finding Ever After series and that was about 2018 um, and that was the first time that I went okay like I'm actually pretty deep into a book um, I've actually stayed committed um I'm now a writer but uh you know if you look back I think I think it starts a lot earlier than that uh whether you admit it is 
it's another thing entirely. Yeah, yeah. So when was that moment where you're like, you've got the idea, you've got the idea of where it's going to start and you've committed and you're going to, you know, start the manuscript process when we were like, yep, I'm doing this. Or how did the idea come to you to start off with? I think, um, I think for anyone who's got a massive imagination and that's, you know, not just writers, but you know, most of us or all of us, I'd say, um, basically you, you get ideas all the time. Like what if that happened or this looks pretty cool or, you know, like, oh, that's like a cool concept. What if somebody did this? But, um, I think sitting down and plotting out an idea and actually putting pen to paper is where the big difference is. Um, yeah. I don't know about you. I'm always off in la la land <laughs> thinking about <laughs> something that's happening. But um, the Gilded Mirror came to me uh, when I was reading another fairy tale retelling. And don't ask me why. I watched Ella Enchanted yeah. at some point around that time period. And I wanted to set myself a goal to write a book. Uh, National Novel Writing Month was on at the time, right? 50,000 words in one month. Yep. Um, and this was October 28th. And I remember because I only had like two or three days to come up with something to do. And I went into full meltdown mode and I came up with this concept of this fairy tale retelling, but, um, you know, Shrek crosses once upon a time, crosses uh, Lord of the Rings type style. And it was only supposed to be one book about the size of Ella Enchanted, young adult. Uh, and here I am writing the fifth one um so that's how it started um so I can finish a book I can't yet finish a story it seems um but we'll get there <laughs> that's good <laughs> keep it going I love that you said that too though it is almost this um it's this curiosity I had this exact um chat very recently on the podcast actually and it was it's like you can be out in public and it's like you'll see something and be like, oh, but what if, you know, you go into this different world and I think this, that is actually quite a common trait. <laughs> you are yeah. constantly have so, another thing like spinning off in your head. Um, so that's amazing. But I love the idea of fairy tale retellings. I've read a couple of them. I love them. Um, how, like, how does that work? Like, is that, did you always think that you were going to write in that space essentially or that's it's just what came to you and what were you inspired by at the time I think um I'm a massive fan of fairy tale retellings as it is and when they're done well they are are amazing um I think at the time you know fairy tales are something that I've always wanted to do but I, I think they're also super nostalgic and I think that anybody can relate to them no matter what age they are and we're all pretty I guess um exposed to it with things like Disney or Grimm's or, or your books that you read so um, at the time it was an inspiration but I also just thought it was something uh, you know that I guess I've always loved fairy tales and I wanted to take a part in and I wanted to do my own take on it and I sort of thought what is it that I would want to read um, and then that's that's how this was born and I ended up knowing a lot of really obscure fairy tales apparently that uh, a lot of people don't know about so it kind of worked to my favour in a way. How much research do you put into something like that? Like how you said you had two or three days before, was it, when you said National Novel Month, is that NaNoWriMo? Yeah. 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 Awesome. Cool. I've never actually heard it being spoken to about yeah. that. So. Sorry. When I say NaNoWriMo, I'm like, do people know what that is? Or oh, yeah. like, yeah. So it's, it's short for National Novel Writing Month in November. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that is 50,000 words a month. Correct. Did you, how did you find that? Did you, were you able to keep that up? I have done it every year since. Oh, wow. Uh, so it'll count four years now. Yep. 
that year, the Gilded Mirror came out with 77,000 words wow. in 30 days. Um, I wrote most of it on a mobile phone though. Wow. So that was like walking to and from the office, on the bus, at the pub, at dinner when I'm waiting for people. It was full on. Um, I feel really sorry for my partner because I don't think I was actually physically there and I don't even know why I didn't get fired because I probably was not focusing on my job whatsoever um year after that hit 50 the last two years I've been pretty close probably coming in at about 44 45 yeah. um but I'm still I'm still pretty happy with that especially considering you know you're already halfway through a novel and that's you know 45,000 words on top of um so they they're usually my kick in the butt to get over writer's block and force myself to finish finish that book so I I love it I think for anyone who wants to write a book or who needs that kick in the butt and the structure and a pretty graph that tells you how you're tracking um NaNoWriMo is is where it's at that's how you get it done yeah that's a really great way to get started and get into it and yeah you're right it's it's a kick out the butt to get to get started are you someone yeah are you someone that once you've got that idea you have to get it out now because you're used to that way it's like let's pull this manuscript out as drafted it as draft as it is and get it out there or do you like to take things yeah slower or yeah what's your I think um yes and no if I can answer with both yeah um I have I'm okay so I'm a massive reader as well I think all writers are massive readers and I'm one of those annoying people that can only read one book series at a time yeah. So even if I know like a new book's coming out and I'm dying to read it, I have to finish that particular series first. Um, apparently that's rippled over to my writing as well. So um, I have two storybook ideas that I've roughly plotted and I've been dying to write them for about maybe six to 12 months. Um, one is a sci-fi retelling of Beauty and the Beast and I've got a whole plot line. Um, but I'm still writing the finale of the Finding Ever After series and I've banned myself from starting any new projects until I can get that finale down because I just know I'll go, ooh, shiny, and I'll never get it done. So um, yes and no. <laughs> That's amazing discipline though. And I think it's something that you do need to because when you're someone that's constantly like got ideas and you can keep going, it's so easy to be like, oh, and that's how a lot of people, I guess, you know, don't get to the end of their manuscript and don't yeah. um, get it started. But, yeah, outside of NaNoWriMo, what is um, what is your average kind of writing time look like? What kind of sets you up into the creativity of it? Uh, so I write directly after work. Like you, I work full-time on top of writing. Uh, so I have a bit of a routine that once I get home, my laptop gets set up outside. I know it's funny, but um being in the warmer like climate of Queensland I really love the breeze yeah um and it's a it's a stand-up bar desk so because I've been sitting down all day it gives me an opportunity to stand even if I'm still hunched um <laughs> but uh, I write for about maybe an hour or two so I'll get home about 4 30 I'll write till about 6 or 6 30 yeah. um that's generally my allocated time and then I'll sit down for dinner and spend time with my partner um otherwise I'll I'll pin it to a word count even outside of nano yeah so if I know that I'm making progress or if I'm in a writer's block I'll be like okay just get a thousand words down doesn't matter if it takes you 40 minutes or two hours your goal today is a thousand words and I just make sure that I get it down even if it's you know cleaning a cauldron for five pages I'm still further ahead than I was you know <laughs> so <laughs> that's excellent you've like mastered discipline in this 
in this whole it's, industry because I yeah. think too, sometimes working full-time almost forces you to do that because it's like you're stuck with you know when you're at the start of your writing journey and you, and you're you know you still need to make an income you're stuck with this set time to be like no this is where I need to get it done and um yeah and once you're stuck into that habit of no I need to get this done go you yeah yeah I think it's I usually compare it to the gym you know how like when you start going to the gym you like commit to doing three days a week and even if you don't want to go you still go and that's why all those people look amazing and healthy um you know I find writing the same I can't get to the gym three times a week but I definitely at least get to my laptop three times a week so um I feel like it's a small win so yeah that's excellent and you've stayed with it though so I think that's one thing that people struggle with particularly with creativity discipline can be hard and it's not you know easy for everyone what kind of advice would you pass on to for up-and-coming writers or someone working on their first manuscript when it comes to that I honestly think the first manuscript is the hardest. Like, um, don't get me wrong, the other books were hard too, but in, in different ways. I think your first manuscript seems so overwhelming. Um, and a lot of the time you don't know where to start. You don't know what it's supposed to look like. Um, you know, you hear the words, your draft doesn't have to be perfect. Your draft's going to be shit basically until it's, sorry for swearing, um, <laughs> until fine. it's edited. Um <laughs> But, and, and it's the, the more you do it, you realize, oh my God, that's so true. So now I just spew the words out and it doesn't matter if it's, you know, red or a whole bunch of crap that I'm going to cut out later. As long as the story is progressing, that's what worked for me. Um, I had two manuscripts before this and I've got a couple of friends writing their first manuscripts as well. And the, the thing is they either lose motivation or they go back and edit and edit and edit, Mm. um, I think the bit of advice that I would have wanted to have known for that first book is forget editing, just get it down. Like even if you've got five pages and half of it has so many misspellings that you kind of have no idea what you're trying to say, the consistency of the scenes before and after will give you a vague idea enough that you can just rewrite it. Um, And don't get me wrong, I hate editing. But it is where the magic happens. Uh, so, yeah, the biggest thing that I can say is, yes, discipline, but um, discipline in a way of, like, it doesn't have to be perfect. Don't reread it. Don't go over it. Don't edit it. Don't overdo it because that's that's where you suck the magic out and that's where you lose motivation because you don't feel like you're going anywhere. Oh, my God, that is the best advice. I totally agree with that because I'm like you. I'm a very, like, just spew it out onto the page spew it out that's terrible that's underlined that's a really bad spelling mistake but it's just yeah I guess to especially with your first like you said it is your hardest because you haven't been able to prove to yourself that you have been able to do it yet essentially so um I think once you know that you've done it the the next one can come easier from that so I I really agree with the um advice on that one so you've got two books in the series out and you're writing your fifth. You almost, how's, how's the fifth going? You almost. So, yeah. So book three is due to be published November of this oh, year, exciting. which is super exciting. Yeah. I'm really nervous nice about it. Firstly, I was about to say, can you give us a hint? But firstly, I'll get you to give us a little <laughs> synopsis of the first two and then a little bit of a hint of the third. <laughs> Yes. Um, so book one uh, effectively is about a girl named Evelyn Rafter or Eve Rafter. Um, I quite liked her name because it was a play on the words ever after. Um, 
some people have picked that up some people haven't that's right uh so she's basically her own uh i guess this is her own story arc but it's it's in a world of fairy tales um so eve has a gift of finding things that are lost so she's hired by the huntsman um to find the lost princess snow and effectively Book one is following uh, this bargain that they've made uh, while running across other fairy tales in this particular realm. So it does delve into fairy tale retelling, but it's also a bit of a romance fantasy vibe as well. Um, and then book two and all of that just continue on that same journey and that same adventure and, and how they're going to save save everyone. So um, you'll see tidbits of a little bit of everyone in there, but effectively it's about Evelyn. Uh, you got seven dwarves in there. You've got a prince that's allergic to everything um Rumpelstiltskin likes to weave dreams not gold so I've taken a bit of a fun twist uh on the fairy tales that you normally hear about uh and just made it a little bit gritty as well I love that and I think too it's really great to if someone is like has wanted to be a writer is a bit overwhelmed by their story concept you know retelling something like a uh, like different fairy tales it's like a lot of things are taken from different myths and different fairy tales and everyone is going to make it their own and make it their own mm-hmm. thing and make it their own story. And um, I think that's a really beautiful, a beautiful thing because it proves everyone's individuality and what they have to give to an art like writing um, or storytelling in general. So I think that's really gorgeous. Um, yeah, so yeah, storytelling so- is magic in itself. So yeah. Absolutely. Now you're on a roll now. So I can't believe there's five in the series. No. This is amazing. Um, Gosh, don't even tell me about it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it was supposed to be one and then it um then it became a trilogy but then I introduced when you introduce seven dwarves it's a lot of that's a lot of characters I had to um reel that back in and anyway it came up with five I plot planned and I'm now I've written three and four so hopefully four will get out maybe mid next year after That'd some be. thorough thorough editing it's still in first draft mode um and yeah I'm about maybe 40,000 words into book five so I'm just going to write it all the way to the end and hope that I don't you know disappoint do you see your (laughs) ending do you see your endings when you when you start writing like how planned are you in the actual process I'm just thinking if this is turned into five how are you feeling closing it all up like that's it's it's almost like saying goodbye to your, your friends when you stop writing characters it is it's really sad um <laughs> and I'm kind of I feel like I feel like those dog walkers where they've got you know 15 dogs and all the leads are going in different directions and you've got to reel them back in somehow and return them back to their owners <laughs> um and that's, that's what I feel like with these characters I've got two or three that are behaving really well they've come back I know where they're going next um and I've got a few that I'm just like what do I do with you? Um, and that's where writer's block gets, you know, when you write yourself into a corner. But yeah. um, I'm excited. I'm really excited to finish this series. And I'm sad at the same time because it's been such a huge um, journey. And life, I know life changing is like a big thing to say, but it, it has been, especially for a first time writer. Like this is the first series that I've published. And as I said before, I can finish a book, but not a storyline. So this will be my first storyline that I've actually, you know, brought together so um I'm hoping to get that accomplished feeling at the end you know <laughs> instead yeah. of okay like <laughs> that's it <laughs> I think you should genuinely feel accomplished now you've already got two out there <laughs> um I do want to touch on that though so you said like 
life-changing. It, it is life-changing in a way because, yes, you're writing a story, but I think in any storytelling concept, you'll, you learn a lot about yourself along the way of like 100%. how you tell a story. Like how do you find that process of reading back what you've written? Like do you have those moments of like, oh, you know, when you get lost in a flow or? I think, I think it's really interesting reading your own work because when it's a whole book, I don't, I don't know about you, but I've, I've had, I've had the cringe moments where I've gone, man, I could have written that so much better. <laughs> um, and it's already, it's already in print. So like my chances are gone. Um, and then, and then you've got, you've got other moments where you just go like, yeah I'm good yeah. and then the other moments that really got me was when I reread I reread book one two and three when I hit a writer's block in book four um because there was there was some storyline or some gap or something that had been said earlier that I couldn't quite connect and um reading all of them was fascinating because I didn't remember a lot of the scenes that happened and you think because you write it that you're going to remember it all but there were so many scenes or conversations that I thought were great and I was like I do not have any recollection writing this and it's like you're reading it from somebody else's point of view and it's 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 surreal yeah yeah I feel all have of you that. felt that yeah absolutely and I'm glad you said uh, oh yeah I felt all of that one when you you put something down away for a while and especially because the publishing process is so long you go and read it back oh. and you're like, oh I can't like what what just like yeah wow that came out of me but also at the same time (laughs) you do have those like oh I can't believe yeah that's in print (laughs) but at the same time it's it's got my name on it (laughs) (laughs) you're always growing and learning and developing you know so you're always going to especially when you you know you're working on something so hard like you're as disciplined as you are doing so much you're going to be on such a strong growth journey that what you did right right back then you know I think that's with everyone um yeah 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 how do you go with that like um I was gonna say it's like reading your favorite author like their first book compared to like their 14th there's always a huge difference um in it so it's cool to see their growth too like as a as a writer not just the story that you're used to that's so true when you get hop, um, hooked on a, a series. Yeah, that's actually a really good point because I usually just go straight to those like insane debuts and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I hope people I don't that. look at mine in five years. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, excellent. Thank you so much for joining us today, Katie Bun. I want to... Um, end with a couple of things do you have any last words of advice for up-and-coming writers um yeah on the journey yeah 100 um as I said before biggest piece of writing advice that I wish I got and you would not believe how much I googled on how many books I read or tried to get a grasp on it everybody had a different context on it and it infuriated me because I was like surely there's a way to do this but honestly just just get the words down mm-hmm. spilled out um, if a word count works for you, get your word count down to your thousand words, but don't look at those words. Just read the last few sentences in your next session and just keep keep going. Spew them out. Get it out of you because editing is is where it's at, but you just need to get that manuscript finished first. 
Yeah, absolutely. And where can everyone find your incredible books? Where can everyone get in contact with you? Fill us all in. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, well, as you guys know, book one and two are available now. So you can get them anywhere from Dimmix, Booktopia, Book Depository, Shoreline Publishing, Barnes & Noble. Um, I love the covers, by the way. On. I love the covers. Thank They're so you. gorgeous. Yeah. I think I am more fond of book two than book one's cover but I really? could be biased. I'm I'm drawn to red. Yeah. I'm like so I love yeah, I love both of them, but I'm more drawn to red. <laughs> so I'm, I'm very I'm very excited to see what they do with book three's cover. I yes. should get it about September. Um but yeah I'm I'm like I'm dying. <laughs> I don't even know if it's with the illustrators yet. But um yes, sorry, my Instagram is um K E Barden author and so is my Facebook. Perfect. Um I love to engage with people on Instagram. It's probably my favorite platform. Uh so please come in, join, comment, and I'd love to talk about books. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You actually have some I've you have some great um book stuff on your Instagram like so many great reviews thank you yes I'm all about it (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for joining us today and yes um, I'll put all your details in the show notes and go from there awesome thank you